Leads, leads, leads. What is happening? Welcome to Working Hours, an oral history podcast about a place called Leeds, a time called now, and an activity called work. Working Hours wants to record 1,000 loiners over the course of this, the most important decade in the history of the human species, and ask them about what they do all day and hear how they feel about it. My name is Simon, and this is all my fault. My mission here is to try to map out what my city, Leeds, a city that has declared a climate emergency, did during humanity's biggest emergency. On working hours, we hear how Loiners have, are, and will be coping with our multiple and expanding crises during their day-to-day working hours. Can we turn things around? We'll find out. To tell this story, I need Loiners. Loiners like you, dear listener. I need people in Leeds or people from Leeds to come on this podcast and just tell me what they do all day and let me record how this affects us. Thank you for listening. What did you want to be when you grew up? Yes, good uh, good question Sam, to start off with. Um, I mean, I was I was mad on on football from a, from an early age, so uh, I uh, I always had the uh, the idea that uh, I might run out into uh, Elland Road one day and play for, for Leeds United. So a, fo- a footballer was the was the pipe dream. But uh, you know, I, I, I did love football, and I probably didn't push push myself as much much as I I should have done. I don't, I'm not saying I would have been uh, good enough to play for Leeds, but uh, that that would have been my ideal my ideal job. But but I think when I went, when I was asked at school when at, at secondary school. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I think that was, you know, footballer was kind of a primary school. Then secondary school, it was. Uh, I, I I always used to say, well, I used to be, say something that my dad my dad's job was, you know, like he was a catering manager. Uh, so if they asked me what I want to be, I just I just used to say, oh, well, I, I want to be a manager. You know, I, I didn't mm-hmm. know in what industry. I just thought, yeah, that that sounded a sounded a good job. But yeah. Neither, neither. I didn't. I didn't make it into 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 the football arena, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, that that was the uh, that was the that was the dream. So, did you go straight into work, or did you go on to study? Like, yes, yes. I went from um, from. I did A levels, mm-hmm. and then I went on to uh, Newcastle Polytechnic, where I did mm-hmm. did business. A business mm-hmm. studies. It was a diploma, not a degree. Uh, but it was specialising in in retailing and market research, consumer behaviour. That was a good grounding for kind of the, the career that I did eventually take up. You're listening to Series 4, Episode 22, and to my guest, Richard Henry. This is another Zoom interview recorded on the 13th of July, 2023. Richard Henry is a devoted father of two and a husband of one. He's of Yorkshire heritage, but has ventured further afield, working in the London area for over 10 years and travelling abroad for both business and pleasure. Richard is a keen footballer in the day, now focusing more on running 100 kilometres in 18 hours in July 2022, interspersed with a bit of cycling, yoga and walking the Dash and Freddy. Reading and listening to music or the radio fill any gaps there may be in Richard's day. Richard's work has kept him at the forefront of retail-based field marketing and market research projects for a number of years. His sector exposure includes retail, financial, FMCG, leisure, communications and technology, 
pharmaceuticals and news and magazines. You can follow Richard on LinkedIn. The link will be in the show notes. Right, let's do this. Episode 102 of Working Hours with Richard Henry. So what is it that you do now? Yes, I um, yeah, I work. I've got, I've got my own business, so I'm, I'm self-employed. I've got a limited company, and it's it's market research, and that covers a whole kind of host of uh, topics. But primarily, it's it's all about getting a handle on on service. You know, the types of project that that I, that I run could be customer interviews, so it could be talking to customers about their experiences of, of servicing shops, hotels, restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be actually running projects where we have a team that go into these uh, establishments, hotels, shops, retail outlets, and poses poses shoppers, so mystery, mystery customer work. Mm-hmm. So they'll have a scenario to enact. Uh, they'll go in, they'll, they'll target a specific member of staff, and they will you know, enact the scenario that they've been they've been provided with to assess you know how knowledgeable the uh, the the member of staff is, how good they are at uh, assessing needs, how good they are at selling. Uh, so it's it's getting a handle on on service in that in that respect, as well as that. I mean, other other areas that we look at are it's retail auditing, so going into stores and checking. You can, it's amazing what you can actually observe and check when you go into a, into a store uh, mm. and some of the key things really you know one of the key measurements is is in, in supermarkets is whether the products are available so we we may well go in and just basic check to check that that all the items that should be on display are, are available to the customer because mm-hmm. you know ultimately that, that's that's the main reason that that, that, that the shopper goes in there. Uh, they, you know, they might want a, a loaf of bread, and if it's not there, they'll they'll, they'll go. They maybe go to a competitor. So we do do a lot of checks on on that, but as well as checking the price compliance, so that that the, the retailer's got a, a defined price that they want to sell uh, a product at, we'll go in and check that it's actually on sale for the right price. Other things we look at are available. Uh, sorry. The quality of the products, so especially with kind of fruit and veg, uh, certain retailers are shocking. You know that, that some of the uh, some of the limes might be mouldy, some of the peppers mm. are squashed and 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 you know wet and juicy. So we do checks on the quality of the product and 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 the actual dates uh, on on the items uh, on display. Make sure that the products are in date and. And uh, not, 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 they shouldn't be in the kind of in the, in the bin. So it's really anything that's ob- observable. Um, mm-hmm. Also, look at you know health and safety issues. You know, is there a, a blocked fire exit? Is there a um, is there a, a, a pool of water on the floor that hasn't got a, a warning triangle? You know, it could be a potential hazard for a customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's the kind of the line of business uh, that that I'm. That I'm in at the moment, you know, some of the clients that we work with. The primary, it's a lot of retail clients. It could be mm. some of the discounters, uh, some could, could be some of the the main supermarket groups, but also, you know, it could be it could be a betting shop, it could be you know mm. a harvester restaurant, it could be anything really, anywhere where there's a service. We've even done work in in funeral parlours, uh, mm. so uh, yeah, sending. Sending teams. I've actually done one of these myself. I did it a few weeks ago. I went into uh, 
a, a place locally and had to enact a scenario. I was I was asking about prepaid funeral plans. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, and to be honest, it's you don't really you don't really think about all the potential options that you've got when you're planning your own funeral. It was a really useful exercise. Uh, you know, they, they were asking me what you know what what song I wanted uh, or specific songs that I might want played at my funeral. Did I want a horse-drawn carriage and yeah, yeah, it was. It's really interesting. So yeah, ho- hopefully that kind of gives you a flavour of uh, the line of work I'm, I'm, I'm in, Simon. It's 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 varied. It's interesting. It's sporadic in terms of you know it can be, can be full on. Uh, it, mm. it can be. Uh, it can go quiet. That's the just the nature of the beast. Mm. So I'm guessing. Is it largely chains and so on that would be the customers? Because I'm guessing sort of smaller operators generally are not going to have the money and also don't necessarily have that distance between kind of the higher ups and the design and the kind of mm. coal face, as it were. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is pretty much the the, the, the big the big retailers and the big mm. big operators. Uh, but having said that, you know, there's. Uh, I'm just there's, there's some there is definitely some opportunities to 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 look at the smaller smaller independents because you know they they're still they're still got to give give a service they're still interested in the you know in getting custom customers in and, and retaining them so mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago we we were a company I worked with they, had, they it was almost like almost like a um a self service uh, mystery shopper Activity where where smaller operator smaller operators could sign up to the, this service and they, they they designed their own almost like the questionnaire the questions that they wanted mm-hmm. to to be assessed against and we would we would then send a member of the team into into their establishment uh, so it was a, it was a it was a more cost effective way of, of operating so I think mm-hmm. I think there's still an opportunity for some of the smaller smaller you know smaller retailers to uh, to get involved in something like this definitely mm, yeah and i mean it's if i was being cynical there's an aspect of you could kind of like well isn't that kind of just checking up on the staff but it's also it's giving an experience that you can't get from the business because it's mm. how does the business come across like how you know, it's not just are we doing everything that we say we're going to do. It's like, does this work for people? Does you know? Yeah. Are, yeah. are we taking the right boxes in terms of the experience and and what we want to give people? You're right. You're right. I mean, it's 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 an independent snapshot, really, of 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 how the how they how they're operating and, and you know how well they're they're delivering uh, against their kind of their their targets, their service. So it. it yeah, it's just, it, it could be a, a once in a month, once a month, once in a month snapshot. Uh, but if you start looking at that, if they get visited every month, you know, you start building up a trend. You know, mm. every quarter, every half year, every, every kind of every twelve months, uh, you then do build build up a good picture of how a specific stores operating, a specific area managers operating, specific regions operating, and the company as a whole. Mm. But yeah, it's, it, I think it's important that you, yeah, it's important to get this this handle on how staff are performing. But I think I think it's, it's important as well to involve 
the staff in in the process this this assessment process so mm-hmm. uh, so i mean some projects that we've worked on uh, not not recently but a while ago we involved um, we all, we almost like had for customer uh, we had customer focus groups where we talked to small groups of maybe 8 to 10 customers mm-hmm. just to get their their view on what what good service looks like we also talked to groups of staff to, again to get their perspective there may be some kind of common ground between the two but there may there may not be uh, mm. so if you look at both of those elements of the project you can then hopefully come up with a common you know list of, of kind of assessment areas that you want to include uh in in this type of project and you know and, and then at least the staff have had some involvement they've got some buy-in uh in the project and it's not just a case of uh you know the the, the guys in uh, in in head office or in the boardroom you know instilling in, in this project upon them they've, they've, had, they've had some buy-in themselves so that's that's how we like to kind of set a project like this so it's not always it's not always feasible uh there's cost implications obviously to to mm-hmm. it so uh so that would be the ideal really talk to the staff talk to the customers then go out measure uh feedback and you know revisit and keep monitoring over time mm. yeah so i'm gonna move into the questions because i'm intrigued as well so with the next question so yeah how did how did you get into it how did this come about yeah no it was uh pure purely luck to be honest uh mm. purely luck i mean i i was working at the i was working in dewsbury uh at civil service uh at the employment service uh and i'd been there probably about five five or six years mm. um and i just thought you know i kind of thought do i want to be do I want to be doing this, you know, for the rest rest of my working career? Start sat in an office because there was it was it was quite what's the word? Not soul destroying, but there's some some sad scenarios, some sad stories that we had to deal with people that were really really struggling. Uh, mm. And I, you know, I did quite enjoy having to deal with with those kind of situations. And you know, I I, I, I do care a lot about people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just I found it quite stressful sometimes. So mm. um I mean there are other factors as, as well. Uh that I just thought it was time time to move on. So I um I was obviously buying when when they used to advertising put jobs in the paper, I was looking uh in the Yorkshire Yorkshire Post one evening. Uh it was a it was honestly it was a, it was probably about three or four line, uh very small advert. Uh and it was, I think it was entitled Retail Consultant, something like that. Send your mm-hmm. send your CV to address. It was an address in Criggleston near Wakefield. So I did that. Um, it was, and then I got a call from somebody in based in Harrow. I said, "Oh, you know, thanks for thanks for your uh, your CV. Fancy it? You fancy coming down for an interview?" So, you know, I I thought the job was going to be local. I was in West Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. It turns out it was uh, it was kind of a yeah, an office job based in in London. Uh, so I got, I got the job, and it was a retail consultant primarily. Was just going out. It was a mystery shopper basically. So it was yeah. going out uh, and assessing. I think the first first mystery shop I did was in maybe a Dixon's or a Curry's uh, mm-hmm. electric electrical store. So. That that's how it all started. So you know, one week I was sat in an office in Jews, but the next 
the next week I was uh, driving around the country uh, testing out servers. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. You know, wow, this is great. And he said, I'd never heard of mystery shopping. I'm, I'm earning a living going in, going into shops and uh, buying things, pretending to, <laughs> pretending to be a customer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> buying things, and uh, it was great. It was great, and that, yeah. So that's how I got. So it was pure, pure luck, really, that I got got involved uh, in in the industry. Uh, but it, it it was more aligned with the the business studies course that I'd done at, at Newcastle. Mm. Uh, you know, there was it was it was all about customers. It was all about market research. Uh, so mm. you know, I loved it. It was great. So it, I mean, that gradually the role gradually developed into a bit more of a, an office based. Uh, client-facing role so mm. instead of going out and doing the actual visits uh i was you know talking to clients who were interested in setting these projects up and getting them getting them executed in in the field and, and the results reported back to the client um mm. I mean, this was back in i think this was early back at back in the 80s early 90s where it was it it, it wasn't a common I don't think mystery shopping was a common thing then. You know, it mm. wasn't as well known. Uh, I mean, it's all over the place now. Mm. Uh, I mean, even I think the most obscure mystery shopper project I've seen. I'm, I'm on some forums, and there's they're actually doing some assessments on the the M621 roadworks. <laughs> so they've got people driving driving on the motorway. I presume checking that the you know, the right signage is open. There must mm. be all sorts of rules and regulations when you've got roadworks in place. So, yeah, it's uh, it's not just your mainstream retailers that are doing it. Everyone's, uh, you know, anywhere where there's kind of a, that involves the public, I, I guess it's fair game in terms of mystery shopping. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's, it's like, it sounds more that it's like testing, you know, it's it's it. <laughs> It's like if you, you know, like a web designer or whatever, and then someone's like, try and mm. break this, do everything, see if everything works. And then, you know, yes. because you can find problems that I might overlook because I'm too close mm. to it. That's it. Yeah, you, you're right. You know, you, sometimes you are, you, if you're doing your own like presentation or whatever, so you don't, you don't always spot things, mm. uh, but, but, you know, it's always getting, worth getting a second opinion. So it's, your eye is similar. Similar mm. to that, isn't it? Just getting a, a second opinion on 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 what's what's going on out there. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I mean that that's how I got into it. And I've been I've been involved ever, ever since, really. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's served served me well. It's 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 never a dull moment. Mm. I mean, you obviously enjoy it to to still be doing it. So yes, yeah, I, I do. Uh, I do. I mean, it's. Uh, I think we might come on to this later on. I think there's, there's there's some elements that I would I'd like to see different about about my about my role. But uh, mm. I'd say, but you know, it's not often I, I I dread going to work. You know, on you know sun, Sunday morning, it's not often I'm dreading the kind of Monday morning. So no, I do I do definitely enjoy it. So it's great, and it's mm. it's. I mean, I'm, at the moment, I'm doing more. Um, I'm getting out and about a bit more than I used to do. Uh, it's although I do deal with clients, I'm doing some of the work myself. So I'm out and about in stores. I'm talking to to customers, and you know that's that's my forte. I, I, I love I love talking to people. It's amazing what kind of stories you uh, you get told when you 
all you're wanting is a, is a postcode, for example, from a customer, and they start giving you the uh, the ins and outs of their of their life. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Well, I can attest to that from doing this. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. And plenty of customer service roles. I mean, you're not wrong. Like customers, I, some customers won't say two words to you, and other ones will give you their entire life story and the life story of everyone they've ever met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, you know. Not, I'd say 90, 99% of the people, if I'm ever doing any customer research, which I do, I do do a, a fair bit of, 99% of people are great. You know, mm. they've got the time, time of day to uh, give you some feedback. You get the, you get the odd 1%, uh, but obviously you've, you've got to, you can't rise to that. You've got to be uh, professional. Uh, you know, you might think, <laughs> think things to yourself about that particular person. Obviously you can't, you can't. You can't utter anything to them, uh, but yeah, most people are most people are great. I'll tell you mm. what I have noticed though. I noticed that I was doing some work in, in Greenwich, and I think there's a, there's a hell of a lot of people that uh, obviously wear earpods nowadays, and uh, that's quite a nice, convenient uh, ex- excuse to not to uh, to not stop and and uh, give give answer answer a few questions to uh, mm. person on the street, but. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think I'm doing the work I do. I feel as though I'm, I'm more receptive. If anybody asks, you know, it stops me on the street. I'm definitely stop and give them the time of day. And I, I do fill in a lot of surveys online. If there's any any surveys, you know, customer feedback surveys, I'll definitely. I think it's important, you know, to mm. give to give feedback. Uh, yeah. And not 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 necessarily just bad bad feedback. I'm, yeah. I, I'm big big believer in giving positive about where it's due so uh, yeah 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 well the the what's the what's the stats it's sort of a happy customer will tell maybe one or two people a dissatisfied customer is going to sell seven mm. people straight away definitely and, uh, yeah yeah we do yeah, focus it's, on that it is something like that isn't it so yeah. uh so yeah 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 so uh no, it's so all, all interesting stuff so before i move into the other questions i yes. just want to ask you about sort of taking it on and going into business for yourself right yes so how did that kind of come about was that just i've been doing this for ages i know the market i know what i'm doing i don't really want to be working for someone i want a bit more control i think there's space there for me or were you just like i'm gonna do this and then stumble through (laughs) it was i mean you know i'll be completely honest here uh, simon it wasn't a it wasn't something I'd ever thought about. Uh, mm. It was, I got made redundant, uh, mm. and there was an opportunity to carry on doing some work. Well, doing some work with it with it with an old client of mine. Mm-hmm. So I was, I got made redundant. I finished on the Friday. Then on the following Monday, I was, I was kind of up and running uh, with 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 the work um, with with this this client. So mm. so it, it it was. It wasn't something I ever thought I, I'd do. Uh, this was about six or seven years ago now. So, uh, mm. so but yeah, it's not. It's it's tough. It's tough. It's not easy. Mm. Um, I, I, sorry, Simon. Our dog just walked in. That's okay. We've had plenty of dogs on so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's it's it. It was just a. It wasn't a conscious decision, but it's it's definitely. Although it's tough, it's just given me a lot more uh time flexibility with mm. with the family i mean 
my son, I've got two sons, one's, one's 20, one's 14, but I've, I've had time to, for example, walk, walk the youngest one up to school most days, you know, in the morning. Mm. Uh, I've had time to go and watch his nativities. I've had time to, you know, go watch him on the sports day. So I think yeah. the, 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 those elements, you, it's difficult. It's probably not as, not as difficult now because people working from home. Mm. Um, but uh, I've had a lot of, you know, time with, with the family that I may not necessarily have got if I'd, if I'd had a, an employed role working nine to whatever. Yeah. Not always, it wasn't always nine to five. It was, it was nine to, you know, it could have been nine to 10 in the evening sometimes yeah. with the, with the roles that I had. But uh, yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's, it's been good in that respect, but I guess the downside is, you know, you're in charge of your own destiny. You've got to make sure you get the, uh, the work in, keep, keep, keep the work coming in. Mm. So yeah, it's uh, it's got its its pluses and its uh, its its minuses, I guess. Was that? I I mean, obviously, you kind of fell on your feet initially there. Yeah. As that, as you as you had to start looking for customers and so on. How was that adjustment for you? Was that something that you had any experience of before, or were you able to just kind of go off? You know, people recommending right. you because they'd worked with you before, or was this like, how do I do business development? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd I'd done some of that in previous roles uh, anyway, so it was mm. it was not it wasn't anything new, uh, and we did you know we we did get recommendations based upon th- this project that we got initially, so we did mm. get you know new clients on on the back of that, so. The, I think going back to what you said earlier on, you know, if you do a great job, uh, you'll get customers on on the on the back of that. So, you know, again, being completely honest with you, it's gone it's gone a little bit quiet since January. So, it's it's, it's tough at the moment. I think mm. clients are definitely tying in purse strings, and you know, I guess what we we do could potentially be viewed as a bit of a bit of a luxury. Uh, there's you know. Retailers, especially, I know some retailers are having challenges with uh, pay rates for, for 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 staff, which they're having to keep. You know, they're they're going up. You know, uh, I think there's there's all sorts of kind of logistical issues with shortage shortages of lorry drivers for, for some of these retailers. So I think there's there's probably other things potentially that have uh, taken priority. So you know, it's been a little bit quieter. You know, in the last last six months, than it has been over the last six years. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's partly the reason why I've, I've started getting out and about, about a bit, doing a bit more networking, which is how I kind of got got introduced to you, Simon, through uh, through Debbie Jackson, uh, and does the does the Leeds mag. She's your she's your biggest fan. <laughs> she like honestly, she's got me more guests for this podcast than I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm doing doing more of that now, and I, I I love that. I love I love again talking to people, finding out finding out what they're up to. Uh, mm. Yeah, there may be some new business comes a bit. There might not be, but mm. uh, it's nice to it's nice to meet people, find out what what's what's hot out there uh, mm. in terms of industry and business. And I mean, my my take on things at the moment is health, well being, diet. There's, mm. there's a lot of people involved in that industry and mm. I can see why, you know, I think it's going to be, I do, I do worry, unfortunately for, 
some of the young, youngsters nowadays in terms of where they're going to be at you know, in, in 10, 15 years' time. But I think that, I'd say that was a bit of a, a growth industry, definitely. Mm, yeah. uh, so, you know, I might have to get into that, Simon, if things, uh, things stay, stay as they are. But, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't seem bothered about the potential, you know, of another career change. <laughs> you seem quite flexible and adaptable towards it. So, Yeah, yeah, I, I would... I'd, I'd love to do that. I did, um, you do these personality tests, don't you, to find mm. out, I can't remember which one, I think it's called Icky, Icky Guy or something like that. And right. I did, it asks you about 200 questions, you know, and I think one of the, it came up with a career for me as a, as a, some, as teaching people, you know, there's not necessarily just to teach, but uh, a coach, something like that. So, mm. I, and again, I, that's something I would be, I'd be comfortable with. Uh, I, I I used to love having a team. I used to have a team in the office and, you know, training them up, uh, getting them progress within within the business. So, uh, so yeah, I would, you know, if I needed to, I might have to give it a few more months, yeah, but if I need to change direction, uh, I don't think I'm too uh, long in the tooth to uh, to be to be able to, to do that. Um, mm. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you came up with sort of trainer, coach kind of as as well. Um, yes because you wouldn't necessarily think straight away that those were similar but then when you do think about it they are you are you know because you're not going to just go into a customer and say oh my god your shop's terrible yeah <laughs> like you're yeah. going to come in with a fairly diplomatic approach mm. you're going to be i would imagine you're you're going to be sort of constructive feedback this happened you yeah. need to do this you need to address this Maybe you should do some of this. It seems like this is happening. Is that fair? That that is fair, and I think that's that's probably an area that's probably been lacking in terms of almost closing closing the loop. So, mm. although we've been very good at giving giving feedback and highlighting strengths strengths and weaknesses, it's not always gone on to the next stage to kind of almost develop that into a a training program for for staff within within retail mm. uh so i think that you know if i if i could if i could have added a service to, to the business that i'm not sure i'm not sure if i that would be the right i'd be the right person to do it but it'd be a nice service to offer to mm. retailers here you know here, here are the areas where you uh where you think we think you could improve or areas that you're doing really well at you know by the way here's a person that could you know help you implement and help mm. help implement across the business and set set up training plans for your teams. So I think that's probably an area where and that might be the same for a lot of companies like like, like similar to us. Uh, I think once you deliver your report, sometimes you think, oh, my goodness, for that, that that project's over, and it's almost you know you need to be helping the client mm. implement the findings of that report. Got sometimes right. clients don't don't want to take you up on that. Uh, on that on that kind of service, uh, they're, they're happy. To, they may have in 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 house training people themselves, and they want to do it themselves. But uh, yeah, I think that's probably an area. If if I could have changed anything on on the on the job on the role, it would be getting involved more after that delivery of the report. You know, finding out how the clients use the information, and can we help them further to integrate it, implement it within the business. Mm. Yeah. 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 I can see that. But I can see I can see how 
I can see the logistical difficulties with it and I can see kind of mm. like the objections of the customer to a degree. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, you know, are you are you just trying to sell us an additional product? Or it's like, well, no, this is something that we're, we're, we're trying to build on what we've started and yes. make it a better service for you. That's but, right. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, then there's the opportunity to, to measure again, isn't it, and see whether... Mm. whether the staff have taken on board the, uh, the feedback and the training initiatives and, you know, make, measure again. And, it, you know, yeah, be a, I guess it is, there is a, a business uh, objective there in terms of trying to drive our business, but uh, ultimately you, you're helping the client as well. You know, you're helping them yeah. improve their, uh, their service offering, helping them uh, keep their customers, gain more customers and, I guess ultimately it's all about profitability, isn't it? They want to, they want to make, make more, make more profit, you know. So, uh, so that's that's their ultimate objective, and I think if we can help them get to that, that's great. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to go into the questions now, and I think we'll yep. kind of bring out a bit more. I'm going to kick us off with COVID because I think that will mm. open a few things up for us. So, yes. um, I mean, the main thing that I want to look at here is kind of long-term changes coming out of covid but i also want you to kind right. of think think back of going into lockdown when you locked down and yes. sort of how was that how is the the sort of obviously everyone was in a position of what's happening yeah <laughs> so was it you just going around cancelling clients or was it clients ringing you left right and center cancelling right or were you just managing everyone's expectations were you busy here quieter like how was right. that? And then coming out the other side, are there any changes that kind of stuck for you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was worrying. I mean, worrying for a whole host of different reasons for everybody, wasn't it? That, that it was at that time. It was, it was, uh, you know, nobody ever, nobody, nobody ever experienced anything like it. But so I think I, I don't know what day it was that Boris was on, uh, on TV, but the next morning, uh, we were kind of awaiting, feedback from from we, we had some regular work that was going on at that particular moment uh we were awaiting feedback from the client on you know whether we whether we were continuing or not fortunately uh you know they said uh, business as usual uh so we i can't remember what the term is now but it, we were almost like a faster than an emergency service because they were they yeah, were keen yeah. Your key workers, that was it. Yeah, sorry, I forgot what, what the words were there. Thanks, Simon. Um, <laughs> you blanked it from your memory. <laughs> I did, I did. So uh, they, the retailers we were working with at the time were absolutely keen on getting a feel for what the, what the impacts within their mm. stores would be. Uh, primarily availability, you know, what was going to happen to the shelves because of COVID. So... You know, funnily enough, we were we were busier, as in uh, there was a lot, lot more work to do in in the stores because mm. there was. Whereas I think you know, I, I'm not sure if these figures are spot on, but you know, typically in a store that's got three thousand products, there might be normally sixty missing. Mm. We were finding, I think, the most we had missing was eight hundred. Out of three thousand products, that's almost a third of the third of the store was empty because of 
you know, the supply of the products. Uh, people weren't people weren't working to get the stock to the to the to the stores. Uh, so although we were we were busier, we were spending longer in store. We were spending longer queuing up to get into stores. Remember when you had to queue up? Uh, mm-hmm. to, get, to get into stores mm-hmm. it seems weird doesn't it all that now uh but it, well, um, it was weird then as well to be honest yeah yeah <laughs> it was really surreal and dystopian uh, yeah uh, so yeah but it was it, the, 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 there was more work involved in in getting the same amount of money to be honest uh, mm. uh so we were, we were we were definitely working harder uh for the same 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 amount of book at the end of the at the end of the month but having said that I felt lucky that I was still working. You know, mm. it could well, it could well have been that they just cancelled everything. You know, so uh, so yeah. Uh, although it was hard work, it was, uh, I was there was a, a lot of relief uh, that that work was was carrying on. And it's you know, it's I'm just trying to think whether it's it's definitely it's definitely improved uh, in terms of the. Uh, you know the, the the performance of stores is is nowhere near as bad as it was uh, back back in 2020. Mm. Uh, it's, it's 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 back down to kind of typical typical levels of you know maybe 60 to 100 items missing rather than uh, 800. So yeah, it was it was it was tough times, but uh, you know like like everybody, we we just don't, we we have to deal with it and we can get on with it. So. I, I mean, for you, there was no. Was there any lock in, or you just you were just you know it was just busier and and the conditions were different. Is that, yeah, yeah, that's right. There wasn't no. There was no uh, no lock, lockdown for for us because we were, as I say, we had a, we were key workers and we had a we had a letter to that effect uh, to uh, just in case we got challenged. You know, as we were driving on the M sixty two to Hull or whatever, uh, we 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 were. It was business as usual, mm. and I, you know, I don't think. I think we still managed to get because we had a certain number of stores to cover every month. Mm. Uh, there's a team of team of people working on this project. I don't think we we missed many stores still, even though we were spending longer in <clears throat> longer in there, uh, yeah. longer doing the reporting, long, mm. you know. So, so I think we still managed to deliver, you know. Delivered to the client, which I think they were they were they were of the moon at. Mm. So yeah, there wasn't it, there wasn't any lockdowns. It was it was, it was carrying. On. I think the most you know the most frustrating thing for, for me was <laughs> it sounds that sounds a bit bit, bit pernickety but uh, there was nowhere. If you're out about all day, and we used to use the loos in the, uh, mm. in the McDonald's if they're in a car park, or just even the stores, you know, they, mm. they would have toilets, but all the toilets were locked. Because um, they weren't opening the loos in 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 the toilets, and the, the mm. McDonald's was closed, so uh, it wasn't. It was a bit uncomfortable <laughs> for a man of my age sometimes to uh, be driving around eight hours and and uh, not be able to go to the loo. I think I said more services that got a few visits from me during that time, but yeah, that's that's it's not it's not, it's not a, a major problem that is it when when you think about everything else that's going on. Well, I'm thinking as well. I mean, like. The roads were quieter, so you yes. might be working longer, but you could get to the job quicker. It was. It was amazing how quiet it was. Yeah, it you know, was. Must that, have, you, like, like when everyone came back, must have been like, "Who are all these people? Why are they here?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It was weird wearing the wearing the mask as well. I mean, I wear glasses, yeah. so uh, so you, you could you never know. see because it just steamed up straight it, away. It did, it did, uh, and you've got to try and read the code on some of these uh, like price cards to get the code. Mm. Uh, no idea when you, your glasses are steamed up, and uh, but you did get used to that, didn't you? You got used to yeah. the mask, uh, and it was. I felt a bit. It was a bit weird, not, you know. When you didn't have to wear them, it was weird going in there and not not wearing a mask. Mm. If you see anybody with a mask on nowadays, it does look strange, doesn't it? Not as strange as it did before. No, <laughs> before it was like you know very very occasional. Now you'll still see the odd person. Yeah, um, but yeah, it is. But it does stand out because it it gone from you know like everyone wearing them to nobody. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean no no kind of carryover really from from from, from COVID. It's it, mm. it's it's probably almost back to back to normal really in that respect. Yeah. So, so did you like because obviously one of the other things that I would talk about during COVID, because it was big at the mm. time, it was a big concentration on health and well being and like yes. mental health, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, did you get any of that or were you too busy working? Like, did you ever say to yourself, look, I'm, I'm doing too much here. I need to kind of slow down, you know, right. Cause even though it's business as usual, you still yes. have a disaster essentially going on around you. So that must bleed into the work to a degree. Or did you feel it didn't really sort of register for you? It was just like, no, nah, the job's still going, keep doing the job. Oh, to be honest, I was just so pleased that the the job was. You had the work, yeah. Still, still going. I, uh, you know, I, I did my utmost to kind of keep it, keep it, keep it business as usual. So I, yeah, I, I, I'm still not sure whether I actually had COVID, got COVID. I was, I never had a positive test, and I never felt that that unwell. So, um, so I. uh, I was quite lucky, really. If you consider, you know, you go into all, you go into these stores day in day out, and there's mm. however many people in the store at a time. The fact that I, I don't think I ever suffered from it. Uh, again, you, you never know for definite, do you? But uh, mm. so yeah, I was just, I was probably just relieved that uh, I still had the opportunity to, to, to kind of get out there and earn uh, and keep, mm. keep the business going, really. So. Uh, you know, fortunately for myself and, and my family, we, we could continue. And you're right, physical, men- mental well-being is important. And I think if it would have got to the stage where it was on an impact, I would have, I would have tried to do something about it. Mm. But it didn't ever get to that point, fortunately. Mm. So, I mean, you said earlier on in the conversation, it's been a bit quieter this year. So, yes. was it? I mean, was it slowing down last year or was last year an uptick or was it just kind of the mm. same? Has it right. been kind of a, at a steady rate or have you noticed upticks in growth or, you know, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, a, it, we were aware this was going to happen, to be honest, because there was mm. uh, discussions with, with one of the clients uh, about reducing the, level of work so we used to for a, for, for a retailer we used to go into all their stores every month mm-hmm. uh and from i think it was august july august last year 
they wanted to gradually re- reduce it down. Not 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 for any reason. No, no nothing to do with the, the service we were we were offering or anything wrong that we were doing. Uh, they were automating uh, their their systems in in store and at head office. So instead of a member of staff having to walk around the store to almost say, yeah, we need, you know, three cases of cucumber, three cases of tomatoes, their system could automatically work out that they needed those those items in, in store. So it's, it's primarily due to the automation of their ordering system, mm-hmm. uh, which took away the responsibility from, from the managers, from the staff within the stores, so they didn't feel it was it was appropriate that we were still monitoring them, uh, checking them, checking up on the staff, mm. uh, on checking their availability because they couldn't they couldn't influence influence that. It was down to head office. Mm. Uh, so it it did gradually reduce uh, from July last year. Uh, mm. We're still doing kind of a, a proportion of their. Uh, stores every month it's it's but nowhere near you know 100 percent uh but we're still looking at we're looking at the availability still again again it's probably just as a a a second check on on that their systems you know working correctly so we we will still check that but we're doing a doing quite a bit more on uh product quality uh uh health and safety uh, maybe you know if there's any litter in in the in the um, in the store, if they've got mm. all the trolleys available, there's, there's three or four different types of trolley that they've got got to have mm. outside a store. Uh, you know they're all accessible. It's amazing how some you go into a, into a, uh, a store sometimes, and the, the trolley bay, the disabled trolleys are uh, they might have three or four of them, but they're all blocked mm. in. At the front of the queue of the trolleys, and you have to get mm. twenty odd trolleys out to get to them. So it's looking for looking for things like that. So it's mm. just widened the scope of the project that we're doing a bit more. Looking at queue lengths, uh, you know, how many tails are open, how many people are queuing at each tail. Uh, so so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a surprise uh, that the level of work was going to drop. Uh, we've known for for a year, so we've been. We have been trying to plug the gap. Uh, we've been doing some work with with, with an, a, one of the co-op groups, mm. uh, looking at their 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 processes within within store. So it's not a mystery shopper project as such. It's uh, there's an element element of that, but we are looking at the you know a, a, a looking at the processes in store in terms of they have they got all the relevant. Kind of documentation up to date for health and safety, for fire checks, for alarm checks. So it's it's a bit more of a room branch investigation for for, for the store, making sure that mm. they're, they're doing what they should do, that they're ticking the right boxes. Uh, mm. So that's not a massive project, but that's just a, a new newest project that we've we've been working on. Mm. Uh, but yeah, always uh, always up for discussions. If there's anybody out there listening, that's uh, you know. Is interested in chatting about customer service research, mystery shopping. Mm. You know, we're hungry but not starving. So yeah, we're always uh, always happy to have a conversation. Mm. And there will be a link in the show notes. So we'll move on to Brexit. Uh, so 
like has your work changed at all since we have brexited and if so how has it got better worse mm. is it neutral or you're doing more of one thing than you did before or less or what yeah has it been like yeah you're right i mean to be honest in COVID, there could have been an element of uh a Brexit that was impacting on mm. on items getting into into store. Uh, I, 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 I'll be honest with you; it's not had a massive impact. Uh, Brexit. I, I think there have been there's been issues uh, at, at certain times where, yeah, I'm just trying to think of an example where stores have been struggling to get you know a certain type of product like tomatoes. You know, there was a time six 12 months ago where you couldn't you couldn't buy any tomatoes in this particular mm. retail that we look at and they've got it's not just you you come all standard you know salad tomato there's I, I can't believe how many different types of tomato they've got in stores nowadays there's, i'm guessing there might be 12 13 different types of tomato mm. and they didn't have any so that there have been i think there have been some issues uh I think it was a lot of it was due due to uh, lack of lor- lack of lorry drivers. You know, there mm. were there was big issues maybe a year or so ago getting getting people to drive the trucks to stores because uh, I think uh, traditionally there were a lot of the drivers were may well have been from you know from from, from Europe uh, yeah. and I think there's been and I don't know the ins and outs of all the legislation the rules and regulations but I think it was more difficult for those to carry on doing that work mm. so i know some some of the retailers were offering kind of big incentives for for people to come on board and start driving trucks uh to to, to supermarkets so i think that that's where the the biggest impact was mm. uh it was on lack of lorry drivers which had an impact on certain items getting in into store uh but it's, again as i probably mentioned earlier on it's definitely it's definitely settled down. Uh, so yeah, I don't. It's been a huge, a huge impact. Other than that, uh, Simon. Yeah, which is which is good. Uh, you know, I don't know what's further down the line. I don't know. I'm still not sure where we're at with Brexit. You <laughs> have we got it done or not? I don't know. But <laughs> Boris you know, did it, and you know he's not going to lie to us. <laughs> no, no comment. Uh, <laughs> so yes, uh, there might be a few surprises. I've almost forgotten about Brexit until you asked the question. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, it's part of the reason why I ask because it's kind of like yeah, such a big topic that people don't necessarily talk about anymore, apart from within certain strict, it's like, I have this yeah. to say about Brexit or I have this to say about Brexit. Mm. Um, yes. So I'm going to go on to the social media question next. So, Brilliant. Um, social yeah. media social media so yeah I, I do you have to do it as part of your work and if you do how much time do you have to spend on it right. and how do you what do you think of the return on investment for that time like right. do you think that when you create whatever social media it's giving you the value you want from it or is it kind of just hope for the best and put it out there or, yeah yeah what's your feeling with it right i, I guess uh Social media, in terms of marketing the business, probably limited use. I, I've stuck the odd, uh, I've stuck the odd video on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is probably 
the main kind of area that I, I mm. use for, you know, finding out what's going on in the industry, but also, you know, to kind of market the uh, the business itself. I think the uh, I think social media has been really, really useful uh, in 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 other respects for the business in terms of, I guess, keeping in touch with with the the team, the people. Mm doing doing the work and you know zoom's been kind of brilliant if if you want to do and years ago you, if we wanted to brief a team up we'd have to get a room in a hotel fork out that or all the kind of costs associated with that whereas mm. now you can get you know 20 30 people together online and and, and you can brief them uh almost for free isn't it now with mm. with, with zoom so i think in terms of communication i think social media uh has been an absolute you know godsend really so it's it's, it's changed it's changed the way we, we operate definitely so i think it's 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 it's, it's helped with the communication training briefing uh of, of team but i think it's is you know it it helps me personally education wise i mean i've gone quite a few webinars about mm. Uh, you know industry related issues so i think um I, th- I think it's you know it's definitely uh it's definitely helped us i think there's uh there's there's, there's downsides to it you know it's not everybody not everybody use it is it uses it in a positive way do they so uh mm. uh i think used right used in the right manner i think i think it's great mm. but yeah not not used it probably should be using it more for for kind of marketing mm. but probably I, I, like, I like to speak to people face to face which is what you know I, I like that i like the network the business networking um mm. sessions i know it's a bit bit more effort isn't it uh in terms of driving into leads or whatever wherever, wherever it might be um but i think to be able to talk to somebody face to face see the whites of their eyes and uh, mm. See their body language, and uh, I think it's it's. In, I think I think that that's that's great. So I think they work well together, don't they? Bit of mm. bit of a mix of the both, really. Mm. I mean, it, like mentioning Zoom. I mean, obviously, I've done a lot of these on Zoom, and you know, it's fine. Yes, I can get better kind of recording quality meeting someone in person. But there's there's benefits to this in that, you know. When we're finished here, we just turn it off and we're done. We don't have to go home and we don't have to, you know, you don't have to get to a place to meet me. I don't have to get to a place to meet you. But yeah. then it is, like you say, it's really nice when you can do those in-person records and actually yeah. sit down with a person and sort of get the feel. And I've met people that I've done interviews with on Zoom. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're taller or shorter or completely different to how i thought you were from actually seeing you but i saw you on a camera sat down within a you know certain context and now i'm seeing you in the real yeah yeah well I t- yeah on on social media what we have done for, uh quite a bit of work with with one client uh and it was it was assessing how well their staff were dealing with you know, like Twitter inquiries or Facebook mm. posts or uh, what else would we do? We did do some phone calls as well, uh, uh, assessing their customer service team. So it was assessing the customer service team on how well they handled social media inquiries. That was in, that was an interesting project. Mm. Uh, so it's obviously big. It's big for clients, isn't it? Uh, 
and there's just I guess there's more and more ways now that customers can get in touch with them. You know, there's uh, the chat, the chat boxes that you you get. Uh, what what's what's the kind of experience of using using one of those? Uh, don't always find them particularly particularly good. Into if if if, if it's an automated. Uh, response and it's not a real person I, I don't find them any use at all I can, sometimes I'm going around in circles um, but uh, yeah that's again that's all important stuff for, uh, for, for for retailers and clients you know mm. do you see any potential for growth in AI testing you know like if if companies do bring in more you know AI I'm going to use that term on here I disagree with the term entirely because Right. I don't think it's intelligent because it can't think. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and I don't think they over egg it. You know, there's a it's a big thing that's exciting for journalists to say yes. it's really good predictive text or you know whatever. But yeah, um, but I do think there's a lot of applications to stuff that's already there. Do you see any potential in that? Do you think that might be a growth area? I think there's. I think there's definitely some potential but I, I'm, I'm relative new, newcomer to uh mm. to uh gt gpt is it and yeah. yeah so i've only i've only recently in the last few weeks kind of got an account with uh open ai i think it is um I've, so i've used I've, I've used it just just to test it out you know uh write me a poem about leeds united or something like that or <laughs> uh so i, I I think it's clever. I think it's clever, mm. but sometimes I'm using it probably. I'm, I don't use it every day, uh, but I'm sometimes using it probably in a in a way that could potentially use Google, like list me whatever, give me a list mm. of X suppliers that do this type thing. And mm. so I'm using it. I've been using it in that respect, and it's good. I just think it's. I think we need to. We do need to embrace it. I think it's going to be. It's going to be big. It's going to. I do worry about some of the some of the teachers and schools and students, you know, because they'll be they'll be using it, whether so. Uh, mm. But I, th- I don't think it's any different to the internet in that respect. They can look up a lot on the internet as it is, can't they? At the moment, mm. I think that I think it be it can be used well for 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 getting templates. Like if you want a template for a mm. proposal uh, for for a client i think it can generate it's good at generating things like that i haven't i haven't again i haven't used it extensively but probably need to get my head around it a bit more simon before uh before i could comment uh too much on on it but uh i think there's good there will be areas of, of opportunity that's for sure oh yeah so before i move on i just sort of skip back to linkedin yes um so obviously your main focus is going to be business to business, you know. So yeah. LinkedIn seems like that that kind of natural place. Yeah. When you're using LinkedIn, are you largely? Is it sort of like? Do you find it quite easy to post? Is it sort of telling stories about what you've done, or is right. it like? Do you go from a kind of expertise angle, or are you more like hmm, here's a big piece of work that we've done? And do you find that you've made any? connections and or sales through it right sometimes it can be like you know you focus on the likes but the likes don't matter but you make some really good connections to people and you're like i would not have found this vital person without yeah. this so how's that experience 
again, I'm probably not as proactive on LinkedIn as as I should be uh, in terms of kind of blowing blowing our own trumpet. Again, it's it's something that I probably need to do more of. I, I did I did do a almost like a an online uh, like a video CV uh, mm. just telling people about the business and what we do and about me, uh, which did get I can't remember. It did get a lot of views, a lot, mm. a lot, of, uh, a, a lot of kind of comments, but you don't know how long people are watching it for. Do you? It's, it gives you the views, but mm. uh, I think there is a, there is some there are some stats somewhere that tell you how long people have been watching it. So that I guess that's the that's probably the main thing I've done on LinkedIn. I've, I've put the odd post on there. Uh, I've commented on other people's posts. I think I think it's. Uh, that's sometimes a good a good way of mm. grabbing attention, you know, mm. liking or commenting on people's posts because they think, well, who who's that Richard Henry? You know, I might go and have a look at what he's all about. So that, mm. has, that has happened. No, 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 you know, again, completely up, up front. No, no, no business has ever come through LinkedIn yet. But uh, again, partly that can be down to activity or lack of. Uh, mm. I, I, I use it. I, I, I do. I do. I go on it most days, so I have a look at what's going on, uh, look at daily news. So uh, I do. I, I am. If any of the kind of tools out there in terms of Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, I, th- those are those are probably the two really that I'm I'm on the most. So you know, I'm, I'm not. I haven't got into in- Instagram, and uh, maybe again, I don't know whether that there's an opportunity there. YouTube, I think, would be better for right. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, the the thing is as well, and like people often overlook. I mean, YouTube has its own thing, but it's yeah, it's often overlooked, and it's the world's second biggest search engine. Or right, it was. Uh, I don't know if it still is, and yeah. it, it is a, essentially a social media platform. Yeah, and and it's kind of YouTube has a kind of wild s wild west ish element to it. It's like that's my impression. I don't know if you feel the the same. And I was very, mm. I was like. I'm not sure I want to be on YouTube. Right. And I know plenty of other people who, you know, who can have a sort of corner where it's not, mm. you know, not in, not too visible to mm. some of the more crazy aspects that go on on, on the site. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I've put a few up and they seem to be kind of doing all right on their own with not much publicity. Mm. So I think it can be a good a good a good place yeah but i was also thinking like how much mystery do you need to maintain as a mystery shopper because right. you know <laughs> you can't be too too everywhere because people would recognize you when you came in that's very good, very good. <laughs> uh yeah i think again i think because we're in some of the stores quite often mm. although it, a lot of it was unannounced we'd we'd, we'd go in and I think you know so, people so, get to know you. Other staff do yeah. get, get yeah. and you, you can't do anything about that, unfortunately. But yeah. I think I think some the, the, some of the staff do actually go to the level of uh, checking CCTV footage, so they might get a report uh, for one month, and they'll say, right, "Look at the date and the time that that report was done." Then they'll see check the footage to see who it was that did the did the, the audit. Uh, but I think sometimes you. The, the elements that we're looking at, it's, it's sometimes too late for them to impact on 
on on them. Uh, you, you still get an accurate measure uh, of, of of you know of, of what how the store's performing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think there's there's definitely opportunities to. I think I've never thought about YouTube. It's a great 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 idea that. Um, so I think there's definitely some areas where we could start being a bit more active on on social media i i have got some videos on youtube but they're all kind of non non business related more family and uh, and and social so uh, so yeah that's no, a good idea that mm. yeah i mean it like cuz it does i i mean counterintuitively uh, instagram was kind of my go to place cuz it seemed to be like from my impressions seemed to be like the place where the audience would be yeah and but then it's like well, you're going to an image site for an audio thing. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. Yeah, um, yeah, odd. No, that's a good point. So I'm going to jump straight into climate change. I might whiz through these next few questions. So yeah, yeah. So uh, climate change. Leeds is a city that has declared a climate emergency. Uh, so within your work, is there anything that you can do? about reducing impacts, raising awareness or mitigation, adaptation, anything like that? Is it something that you consider or is does it not sort of come up in the work? Right, right. I mean it's a good it's a good question. I mean probably I'm probably as, as guilty as anyone that uh not not doing enough. Uh is recycling helpful? Is that does that that helps, doesn't it? I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah other than <laughs> on a personal level i try and do what i can to to uh do things from a business perspective i've not really in terms of trying to trying to help uh i'll be honest with you i've not done a great deal i've seen i've seen, I, I think i've been impacted a little bit by it sometimes and mm. again just it's going back to s- stores and the, uh how it's impacted on them, you know, especially I think when you get extreme heat, which we we have had over the last couple and of crop years. failures. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and you know, and even you know the wars, you know, wars going on. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot that impacts on 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 us. On a you know, it's by no means anywhere near as bad as what's going. You know, the impact on people that are in these countries where there aren't there are wars, but yeah, I guess when, when there's extreme, especially when there's extreme heat, mm. uh, that does have a massive impact on what people buy and what goes off the shelves quicker. You know, mm. and again, it's it's like the, the you know the barbecue stuff. You you won't find any burgers or or um, burger buns or hot dog hot dog mm. rolls uh, easily when 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 the when the weather's ex- extremely hot. So I think. I don't know that's a bit of a bit of a loose connection, but it has impacted to a certain extent in mm. in that in that respect. Uh, but yeah, I probably need to do. Uh, it's, I need to do a little bit more. I mean, it's, it, it 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 could be feasible that I could borrow my son's scooter and, and use that rather than driving <laughs> driving around. But sometimes <laughs> I do work in Leeds quite a bit. I do work in Hull, so I'd struggle to get to those places. But there are there are places locally that maybe mm. I could. Get the bike out and uh, go around on the on the on the push bike rather than driving around. Mm. I mean, like like you say, I mean, you, you know, you you say you sort of try to be 
as low impact as you can in your personal life yeah um, from a business perspective i mean like is there anything that you could do easily that you're not required to do i like i mean it's come up a few times that it that you know for some people it's just like we've done everything we can now there needs to be you know like without regulation without the, the kind of regulatory support and support at a larger level yeah not much i can do i mean it sounds like that's somewhat the case with you i mean you could go onto the trains but then well issues with the train it's like might not get to the client that's <laughs> it that's it at least you if you if you are driving around you know you, you're facing your own hands mm. than kind of any potential issues on the roads but you're right i think there's there's, there's potentially you know there's potentially more that could come from above in terms of government, local local government, uh, to try and almost force—is that the right word—or you know, encourage people to uh, to do more themselves. Uh, you know, I haven't got a clue what that what that looks like, but uh, it it did show. You know, going back to COVID, it did show that if if the government says don't go out most people will will take that advice even though they might not take it themselves <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah so th- there could be things that, that that could come from from government that might help mm-hmm. yeah. i mean like for me the the major thing on that is that, that you know like you say that most people and most businesses try to work within the rules and regs Yes, most businesses are kind of don't really want to show up or have a audit or have an investigate or or have to deal with mm-hmm. not being com- you know in compliance. Yeah, but then there's always other businesses that will cut corners, will do this, that, and the other, and they will always exist. Yes. But there's a tendency for them to kind of, in times of pressure, kind of bring you you down to their level because it's like i have to do this to because otherwise i'm not going to make a you know i can't be competitive if i don't if i don't change this or you know so like you could like you say you could get the bicycle out or an electric bike or whatever and go to clients but then you have to factor that in yeah you have to factor the costs and the logistics and everything of it and you know whether you're fit enough to cycle all the way there and how much yeah. time that's going to take you, what condition you're going to be in when you reach the client and yeah. all of these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. if the situation is designed more to help you, then it's easier for you to make those changes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I think, I think that there's, there's a lot more cycle lanes than, than there used to be, isn't there? Make, make, making inroads, but you, you mentioned the trains. I think, you know, it's just uh it's it's not great, is it, at the moment? I mean, my wife's uh, booked to go to go away uh, down to Kent next next week. Uh, so uh, so originally it was a Thursday, Thursday to Monday. There's a train strike on the Thursday, so we switched the ticket to Wednesday. Uh, I had an email a couple of days ago saying the train that she was due to get on is now no longer running. Try and get on another one type thing. So. Uh, at least they're giving a bit of notice, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just hit and miss, isn't it? And you 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 pay an absolute fortune, don't you, for a for a uh, train journey nowadays, or a force a train journey that might happen. 
well, that's it. <laughs> and might get you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might get there, but you might not get back. But uh, so, yeah, yeah. There's, there's always room. There's always things more more you can be doing, isn't there? Mm. Uh, uh, sometimes it's just taking the time to uh, have a think about what that what that looks like. But there's also lots of things that you can't do, or mm. you know. Mm. So I think that's that's an issue mm. in itself. So I'm going to go on to the change question. So if you could change any three things about your work, yeah. you can be totally wild with this. You can be absolutely practical. You can use all three. You don't have to use all three. Right. Uh, but if you could change any three things about your work right now, what would they be? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not kind of wild and earth-shattering these, but uh, it's fine. I, I would – I think some of the challenges – I've had over over the years of of, of being where I've, I've been let down by people not nece- not necessarily recently um but we used to operate like using a, a big team uh like a field field team uh and it was it was quite uh, it was a it was it was a common occurrence that uh, somebody was supposed to be doing some work in kind of Dundee, for example, and they've got to visit six stores and the deadline is X. Uh and it's it was it was quite disappointing how many times you got let down by people that didn't do what they said they were going to do when they were when they were going to, supposed to be doing it. So I think if there was uh, a way a way of improving kind of reliability for for teams, external teams, I think that would be that would be a wish that I had. But certainly, mm. you know, being let down by clients, you know, <clears throat> clients who who we've been talking to projects about, and we've done a lot of preparation and uh, put a lot of time and effort into preparing mm. puzzles. We've had a verbal agreement that they're going to go ahead, and then you know, you you start asking the question, oh, okay, can we? start having a conversation in a bit more detail about what the project entails when, when we're going to be doing it and you you'll email you'll ring and you get no response just kind of ghost and you go quiet on you mm. uh, and this 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 has happened fairly fairly recently uh and the, the uh, you know i did eventually get some response i think i got an email saying well sorry i've not been in touch the project's on hold uh you know, why not let me know that, you know, when I sent the first email mm. or I made the first phone call. So, uh, and do, uh, do I think the project's on hold? I'm not sure. Uh, mm. I think there's put some potential internal politics going on. I think there's some new, there's a new boss gone in. So I think, I think the project might not happen, but it's just a time when we probably need a, Need a need a project like that, you know. I've been mm. struggling on for kind of a couple of months and hoping it's going to come in. And mm. uh, the, I th- yeah, the word is that they will be in touch as soon as they know when the project's going to go ahead. But uh, yeah, which I'll means probably... for you, no change in status. I well, which means that's... I still don't know. I can't plan. I can't, yeah. yeah, that's right. And I know that's. Your that's, problem. That's not, that's not a big thing for them, is it? That's not no. a big thing. It's a huge. It's a. It's a yeah. quite a big for for a small, small kind of organisation. It's a small. Yeah. Company. So I think, yeah, 
if I if we had more honesty, more reliability, and those are those are values that I really I kind of like to work towards mm. or work with. Uh, that would be that would make my my life a lot easier on the on the work front. Definitely, that's two in one there. Uh, what else would I change? I, I think I probably hint, hinted at this earlier on, Simon. Where I'd I'd quite like to close the loop on on projects so you know see what happens with the information that we might have provided to a client and how they're using it what impact has it had on their business which would be great information to get get feedback on uh and it would make you know we could put some nice case studies together with 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 that information i'm not saying we're probably as active as we should be in trying to get that information i think that again a Sometimes when you've done a project, yeah, you spend a lot of time on the report, and you don't, you know, you don't, you know. I'm not saying everything we do is spot on. You might get somebody querying something at some point, but when you you've sent the report off and you don't get any questions or queries about it, that's you're sometimes so relieved that that's the case. Uh, you don't always want to kind of follow up and say, right, okay, what's the next step? How can we implement that? Um, so I try and get. Uh, f- you know, fill that, plug that gap a little bit in terms of getting more feedback from from the client on how they're using it, what impact has it had on their business, where where do we go from here, type thing. Mm. And then what else? I think I think the nature of the business is a lot of the work we do is ad hoc. So if I could get more kind of longer term projects uh, on the books, that would be kind of take a lot of pressure off and. You could plan a bit better. Again, it's just it's just getting those types of projects in. But even though we did have a we did have a, a long term contract with somebody once, like I think it was a five year contract, mm. some regular regular work, and that again that really helps. But even though you've got that contract in place, uh, there's still kind of clauses within the contract that means that they can pull out at any any moment as long as they give you three to six months notice and. Mm. Unfortunately, that that did happen. I think we we're kind of two or three months in into the contract, but I think if we could get more more continuous, longer term work in again, rather than just kind of ad hoc project here, project there, that would that would be a great help. Mm. So yeah, hopefully that you know gives you enough gives you a few kind of elements there that we if I could change things uh, for the better, that they would. They would be what I would choose. I mean, I get the. Would I be wrong in thinking that with retail, because it's quite a dynamic market. It's quite. I mean, it, it's mature. It's mm. stable to a degree, but there's a lot of fluctuation of like, you know, what's popular, what's buying, what, how well a particular company's doing, who's shopping where, this kind of stuff. So it does change a lot, even yeah. though it, you know, even though it's the same beast, but. Yes, it seems like I suppose variance. There's a lot of variance in it, so yeah, it sounds like something like a long-term contract can be quite rare. It's something that people want to do, but then they kind of do it and go, "Oh, hang on, we've changed our priorities." Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, a, a five-year contract. I've, I've, I've never. That's the first time ever we've ever experienced that. It's normally, you know, it's normally kind of twelve to twenty-four months. Uh, so yeah, that was that's unusual. I think you're right, and that's that. 
I think there is a lot of change in retail, and you know there has been over the over recent years. So I think um, getting getting any contract sometimes is difficult. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you do get a contract to twenty four months. So if we can get a few more that more of those under our belt, that would be great. So okay, I shall do the UBI question, and then we I'll basically throw it over to you. So yeah. UBI question, kind of another way of me asking if money didn't matter, like. Would you would you still be working? But right. so the question is, if there was a universal basic income, so you're getting a an amount each month that covers basically your basic needs. So yeah, you 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 your housing, your food, and rent bills ideally covered. Yeah. How do you think that would change things for you? If you were still working, would you still do what you do now? Right. And if you were still doing what you do now, would you do it the same way? Would you do less hours would you work more would you you know mm. give it up do something else entirely how do you yeah. think it might change things for you yeah i mean i'd never heard of universal basic income and, and, and until you you kind of flagged it to be honest simon but i know they're testing it aren't they in certain certain mm. regions uh so i think the i think the level that they're looking at uh i think it's 1600 1600 yeah yeah uh, I mean that that'd be great, you know. If that would that would cover cover basic the basic needs each month, and it would that would take a hell of a lot of pressure off. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't kind of still work as was work as I am at the moment. I still would need to uh, to work, you know, mm. uh, probably at the same level. Uh, but it it would just help smooth out the peaks and troughs a little bit in terms of the fluctuations in in business that we've got at the moment mm. uh, so to have to, to be to have the, the knowledge at that that level or whatever it might be 1600 quid is is, is a given each month i think it would definitely help out you know mm. physically and mentally it would be it would be good for your well-being i would have thought yeah so uh, as soon as and your sense of security to a degree i'm guessing because well, like you say it, it levels out that you know the 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 um times where it looks more precarious maybe it's like oh well you know yeah. at least the basics are covered yeah i just need to find the work and yeah 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 so i think it it would it definitely i mean i i think most people would say say that that uh that take that one that, that, that it would help them out potentially uh so yeah, I'd carry on carry on working, uh, but it just gives you a bit more of a, a bit more stability, and I think it might it might help you and it might make you in a more positive, help your mood, help your frame of mind, give you a positive positive outlook, uh, which mm-hmm. might then impact on, you know, your new business pitch uh, when you're talking to customers. Mm-hmm you might be talking more positive so, so it might have a knock-on effect and you, you could potentially get more business as a result of it i suspect mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's a great idea i think the sooner they roll it out to uh west yorkshire the better yeah i i mean i like for me i i ask about it as a way also of kind of promoting it to a degree yeah and getting yeah. people to think about it yeah um because the main objection that i, I i've sort of I heard or you know the most people go to is like oh well nobody would work it's like well a is that a bad thing right (laughs) as we know from covid yeah Yeah. kind of because you know we 
we tend to go a bit nuts when we haven't got things to do and we're left with our own thoughts too long uh so yeah but i do think that most people like and and i know wanted to ask people and i wanted to have that you know empirical proof of like Mm. i've asked this many people how many people have said that they won't work like yeah one two i have had people the the best kind of objection i've heard is that people saying that they might not have taken the risk that they'd taken in their life if they had that kind of security blanket. Yeah. Um, which I can kind of see the point to, but also I think the benefits, are to, you know, really outweigh that. I mean, it like, you know, potentially getting rid of homelessness, you know, potentially having people with less stress who felt happier and more comfortable, had more time on their own. Uh, on their hands and could make decisions about i don't like this job i'm going to leave it (laughs) and i can and i can find something that's more my speed i don't have to worry that i need to do it in the next three weeks or whatever yeah yeah for me it's yeah i think it's a great idea yeah well i'm you know i'm glad you glad you raised it because i wasn't aware of it you know so definitely find out a bit more about it but you're right i mean if somebody's not happy in their in their job uh there's they've got a bit more of an opportunity to to kind of move elsewhere and the help they're doing themselves a favor but they're also doing their employers a favor employers a favor aren't they if they're if they're not happy in their job they can't be performing 100 percent. so uh so exactly. yeah, it would be a win-win uh situation but uh yeah it'd be interesting what what proportion of people think is a good idea or or not Mm. well i think that a lot of people you know i don't think it's widely known no uh, no yeah yeah i wonder why people might want it i guess <laughs> but I, I mean the the immediate sort of instinctual thing is like well, you're just giving everyone money for free who's paying for this um yeah. but you know if you look at the means tested benefits and the expenses that that causes and you know the amount that they lay out like already it's cheaper than paying those benefits sort of thing yeah but then you go into a sort of thing of like well people who need additional support and so on would they need more money and then it's like no it, it the point is universal so, yeah. so you could have an argument of like well you should get more money because you're in london but if you're paying someone more then it's unfair so okay. everyone's like they're getting more why aren't I getting more? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's logistically, it's an easier thing to to kind of manage and roll out, isn't it? You know, if somebody yeah, or it's everyone, just like everyone, everyone gets it. Yeah, fifteen hundred quid. Uh, yeah, because I know when, from my experience when I used to be working at the uh, employment service, there was you know a whole ho- load of work went into working out who got what, and uh, mm. people weren't happy about the amount they were getting and so it's transparent everyone's getting the same same money uh like it or lump it um yeah and you don't have to do loads of forms and turn up to meetings and yeah 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 nice sounds like a great idea Mm. might have to move it to jarrow does every every household get it then or or how does it do you know what i mean you you might not know i haven't read all the details of the pilot so i was aware of it um but yeah like they've done pilots in other places as well there's you know the various there's a famous one that they did years and years i think it was in the 70s in canada and then they never found like the the write-up or whatever and then they found it later and everywhere they've tested it so far has been like 
gains in uh, health health gains mm-hmm. um more businesses being set up like people starting stuff because they're like oh oh well that's been paid for um okay what shall i do i want to do this i want to do this thing and so they start businesses yeah. um and it and the major thing for me is it it breaks that connection between work and money and the yeah. fact that you need to work for money mm. and it gives people the power to be like well i don't want to take that job in you know evil corp because i don't have to you know like i would have taken it just for the cash but now i don't need to take that just for the cash and i can do something you know i can go clean up the park for example or i can <laughs> plant a forest or whatever but yeah. it, it's that because for me there's so much work that needs to be done but there's no money in the work that needs to be done because no one's paying for that work Mm. so it's like how do we get that sort of stuff done you know like regenerative work and natural restoration or even infrastructure work or you know like making things work better or yeah yeah i think it could help in so many ways yeah yeah no it sounds great i'll uh, keep an eye on that one uh, simon Mm. So this is the point where I throw it over to you. Now right. I want to I want to kind of go back to Debbie Jackson because you mentioned this in the email of yes. like where you met at the networking event. Yeah. Um, so if you want to tell us where that was, yes. Okay, dokie. Right. I'm just trying to think now. Who are I got recommended the um, this networking session from somebody another networking session uh so it's it's i think it's organized by the learning partnership mm. uh in in leeds uh so i uh i thought well i might as well go book onto this uh onto this session i didn't know i didn't know anything about it i didn't know you know what the format was or where it was uh so um i I think it was in June or July, potentially. I've been to two of them so far. Uh, might be May, anyway. But yeah, so I, I, I rocked up at uh, put the postcode into the sat nav. Uh, took me all the way through Leeds to Holbeck, I think it was. And uh, mm. drove drove down drove down this road, and it was the the old logo for Montague Burton's was uh, on the side of this building, and I, and I couldn't believe it because uh it's where my dad my dad worked and i've mm. often wondered where 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 this building was and whether it was still standing and i've i've talked to my brothers and sister about about it uh asking if they knew where it was um and i don't think they were too sure but so yeah I parked up at the side of this building i just couldn't really go and there's a blue plaque outside um and so, so it's about 50 odd years ago that i think i was probably last in that building i remember going to see my dad he was the catering manager chap called peter henry if anybody uh mm. if anybody knows him um the the only other name i know is a chap called arthur ellis so i think he used to work with my dad but it'd be great if somebody remembered peter henry he was the catering manager at montague but mm. um yeah so i was uh that, that was great the fact that this networking session was being held there um and that's where i met that's where i met debbie mm-hmm who mm. told me all about her magazine that she does in the Leeds mag, isn't it? Um, yeah. And she gave me a copy, mentioned about you, Simon, the podcast and the challenge that you've got. And I had a, I had a read up about 
about about you in the uh, in the in the magazine. <laughs> Hence is, and that's how you know, that's how I've kind of come along. To, uh, we're, we're chatting today, really. I want I wanted to help you out uh, mm. achieve your goal, but you know, this is the first podcast I've ever done, so uh, I, I wanted to just see what it's all about. Um, mm. So yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? How how sometimes fate there's a bit of fate there, isn't there? Mm. Uh, and the, yeah, the thing I remember about the Montague Burns, I don't know how many times I went, but they used to run a sports day for for uh, children of the people that work there. Mm. Uh, and again, I don't know where. I think that must be near the the, the existing building. There might have been some fields there. Um, and I just remember they used to have kind of footballs, blue and red footballs. I think they used to give out to the mm. to the kids. So yeah, just it just it was quite emotional to be honest. Going going back there, uh, took I took photos of these blue plaques and kind of immediately sent them to my to my brothers and sister and said, hey, "Guess where I am?" Mm. So yeah, I've been back. I've been back since. Um, I'll probably go. Back, I can't go in July, but I might go back to the August one. Yeah. So I and I I said in my email back my great mm. late great auntie Elsie. She worked in Burton's as well. Yeah. Uh, and. Yeah, I, and she went to stuff for years afterwards, you know, mm. like all the, the you know, and various Wallace Arnold holidays and trips to whatever and, like, yeah. you know, and um, God knows how many, like, I, well, I know people know, uh, but I don't know off the top of my head how many people that were sort of employing at their heyday, but they supplied loads of uniforms for was it the first and second world war i know they did the second world war like they were huge huge massive employer yeah yeah um, it is a massive building to be honest mm. i can't believe how big it was but uh yeah it, it looks as though it could uh do with a lick of paint to be honest but um yeah it must be difficult to maintain that 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 big building mm. but yeah that's uh that was uh yeah a bit of a, a bit of an interesting backstory there about how uh how kind of a i met debbie and uh, got got onto this podcast yeah and that that sort of whole weird thing of like oh this building this this yeah. resonates for me oh how how bizarre yeah yeah i mean i would i would i haven't had a, a look around i've been to two or two or three of the, the offices but hmm. be interesting if it if it sparks uh any memories of i started wondering I'm, i vaguely remember being in the basement and there was a snooker table maybe where the canteen was but I, i've not had a look around the building yet but uh I'd love, to, love to at some point but yeah so yeah i don't know i like you simon i don't know how many people were there but there must have been a few thousand mm, yeah uh, so if maybe. you know people and you're listening to this and they wait to burton's let us know yeah it would have been the 70s i reckon when my dad my dad was there mm. um but yeah, yeah, let us know definitely. Because mm. I, I mean, it, like so many people in this city will have relatives who work there, or you know, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So as I say, this is the point where I do throw it over to you properly. So is there anything that we haven't covered or haven't touched on that you want to kind of talk about? Um. Firstly, I'll say, where can people find you? <laughs> right right yeah uh i'm i am on linkedin uh R- richard henry uh I'm, I'm, other than that i haven't got a kind of a uh 
uh, kind of a URL or whatever you call it. Mm. So yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, that's probably the best place to to catch me. That's the that's the one uh, I use most for business. I've got you know the usual Facebook. And I'm on Twitter, but I don't. Again, I don't use them. I don't use Twitter as much as I used to do. So uh, um, LinkedIn is your best bet. Um, happy to you know have a conversation uh, about anything. You know, Burton's football business whatever um i mean the only the only thing i wanted to kind of talk about outside of what we've been going uh going through simon is uh it's it's uh physical exercise and I, I, i'm a big big advocate of um trying to keep fit um i think you know healthy body healthy mind definitely um i'm not i'm not as active as i used to be i've got a bit of a knee problem at the moment but I, i've done i used to play a lot of football um mm-hmm. and um when when my kind of football career was coming to an end i started i started taking up running um and i think the first event i did the first formal running event was a 10k the 10k in leeds and i, I think that was probably about 12 years ago um and i think i can't remember what time I got. I was probably over an hour, but, and then I, I think I did it again. Got, I got under an hour, and I thought, "This is." I, like, I enjoy this. I enjoy these events. Um, and I remember thinking, after doing, I think, especially after doing the first ten k, I don't, you know, there's no way I could run any further than than this. Um, and I know the people do the five couch to 5k don't they it's a, mm. it's a bit like that it's a gradual it's gradually building up isn't it your uh, your distance and i think the next i might have done another 10k but the next event i did was great north run which is half marathon uh so what's that 26k i can't remember now yeah it's probably about 26 kilometers so from 10 kilometers up to 26 kilometers mm. um and i've i did gradually get up to doing a marathon then um I, I think the first marathon i did was the york york marathon i've done mm. the york marathon twice i managed to get into the london marathon through it was through a friend of mine his wife worked to the at the nspcc and it was mm. the year that they were sponsoring the, the london marathon so we got a team i think of 10 i think it was 10 10 people together and we had to raise 30 grand between us so three grand each um i'm not sure if we quite hit that target but uh so that's ha- that it was a, it was a great way to get into the london marathon mm. uh, and that i think i've done i've done chester marathon i've done a manchester marathon i've done a few other marathons but i think london uh is probably the best best one i've done uh mm. in terms of just the fact that you you know you're in the capital you see all these sites mm. you know Big crowds. Yeah, well, that's it. I think the crowd, it's unbelievable, the fact that these people have stood there for however many hours just cheering. <laughs> strangers on the, you know, never. But that, the fact that they're doing that really, really helps. Yeah. Um, so I think for the support and the course, you know, London was my favourite. And then I, I think through, not through choice, but through a, a friend of mine um, got into 
going into an ultra, which is, I don't know the definition of it. An, an ultra, I think an ultra is anything over a marathon. Um, so uh, that's scaring me already. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the distance was. It might have been 30 miles, something like that. Um, yeah. And then gradually, I think the, the, the last event I did was, um, it was a hundred kilometer, a hundred kilometer um, course down south, which is sixty odd miles, I think. Mm. Um, you know, I'd be lying if I said I ran it. Mm. I did probably walk, <laughs> probably walk three quarters of it, but uh, it took. Uh, I think we started at, at maybe seven o'clock in the morning, seven or eight o'clock in the morning. We ended up finishing it. Well, I finished at two o'clock. Following, so what well, I don't know what that is, but it's quite a few hours, isn't it? And it was, um, it was a July day last year, it was blistering, mm. you know. I think it was cloudy to start off with, and it, it did the just clouds just dissipated, and it was just mm. bright sunshine. Uh, so it, it was tough conditions. Um, and I think I'll probably draw the line at 100k. <laughs> it's, um, it's amazing what challenges there are out there and what challenges people put themselves through mm. uh, there's, there's 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 races that are you know double that you know if not more that uh, people people put themselves uh, through but yeah <laughs> i think i think the message there is you know you can start off at doing a 5k and start off doing a 10k but you can if you gradually little steps little steps uh, you know you could probably use that analogy in business couldn't you uh, mm. lots of other other scenarios but just gradually build 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 and you mm. target if you a little if you, bit more a little bit more a little bit it. more a little bit more yeah 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 i think that that actual 100k was on this last weekend that's just gone and mm. i was feeling feeling a little bit envious that people would were doing it uh but i don't think the weather was as good this year i think it was thunderstorms and a lot of rain so it probably would have been a tough tough one but um yeah, I just wanted to mention about the. the I think exercise has played a, a, a major part in in my life, um, and football especially. I've met some great people socially playing football. You know, um, I think if people, unfortunately, I think foot, local football is dying a bit, dying a bit. Mm. Uh, youngsters are not participating in it as much, but it's a great way to meet some excellent people and. You know, I think the social element is is as important as the physical element when you're in a team. Mm. And I think cricket's got it. Cricket's got it right. I think cricket's doing well. Um, you know, in terms of there's a lot of young, youngsters playing cricket, mm. uh, and I think there's a great social side to to, to that as well. Um, so uh, yeah, I think some of that is to do with where you can play and the availability mm. of play and and so on. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's it's an interesting change. I I would also say as well that I think it's interesting that we've gone from you know starting with football to you saying you wanted to be a manager to mm. going into this business and sort of running your own company. Yeah, coming right back around to the fitness again, and that's still being kind of important. Yeah. And and as well with the DWP job, I mean, you're kind of looking at stuff. You you doing a critical analysis of like whatever with this case and then the job again gives you that you get the ability to go out and about so you're doing something with a bit more variety but you're still using those critical Mm -hmm. skills so there's like i think there's always a through line as you go through 
this, well, I mean, you can you can draw the connections whether they're there legitimately or not, but yeah, right, you can always kind of go, oh, these dots kind of join up, and I think it's quite yeah. interesting as we we go yeah. through. Yeah, no, that's it's probably not a, yeah, you're not a bad area to finish on, though, is it? You're right, uh, Simon. But I'm you know, I'm really pleased I've done this. I think you know, I'm glad I, I kind of because I, I I didn't have to get in touch with it, but I, I thought I, I want I want to help I want to help you achieve. Mm goal but at the same time it's a new experience for me um so you know i'm you know i've i've loved uh loved chatting to you and thanks uh thanks for setting it up and taking the time it's been great no it has been great thank you very much for taking part and um yes you heard it here for and it wasn't scary or anything was it it's like you know what? it's not it's it's <laughs> just you know i think it's just like it is just like having a conversation it's just a chat yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've never met before but yeah no. we've been chatting for a couple of hours now and, <laughs> and hopefully you might get a client or two out of it as well as a bonus oh, so that would be that would be a bonus but uh i think what would be as important to me is if anybody did remember my dad i think that would be it doesn't mm-hmm. look around, unfortunately but uh if anybody does remember Montague Burton's catering manager, Peter Henry, from whatever years, I think it was early 70s, I can't remember now, but uh, that would be an absolute blessing. The, the links will be in the bio, so you can get in touch directly, or you can drop me an email, and if you don't know my contacts by now, God <laughs> help us, because I say them every episode. <laughs> yeah. So no. I, I'm going to, um, unless you have anything else to say, I'm going to stop. No. I think that's 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 everything from from this, and I think you've, you've you've asked the right questions, and hopefully I've given some decent uh, decent responses, Simon. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you again to Richard for being my guest. Thanks as always to all my guests, and thanks to you, Leeds, for being my subject. If you're in Leeds or from Leeds, if you are Leeds, then please come on the show. Yes, I am speaking to you. I still need to find 898 lawyers to interview, so being a guest is the greatest help. You will enjoy it. 100% satisfaction as far as I know so far. Remember to like, share, follow and subscribe to Working Hours and please consider supporting Working Hours financially with either a regular or a one-off donation of any amount. You can email Working Hours at workinghourspod at western-studios.com Okay, that's me. Work for peace and plan with kindness. Cheers, ears. Take care out there and be kind to each other leads. Working Hours is produced, recorded, edited and published by Simon Treen for Western Studios Leeds Limited. The music was The Bees from Chopin's Etudes, which is in the public domain and was taken from museopen.org. Follow Western Studios Leeds on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash western underscore studios underscore leads and on LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash western hyphen studios. Western Studios Leads will help you realise your podcast for only £25 for an hour of podcast work. Need podcast production, recording, editing, or any podcast admin doing? Need it all doing? Do you want or need a podcast host or co-host for your podcast project? Then get in touch with Western Studios Leads Limited. Email makemypodcast at western-studios.com to get your podcast made. I am available to third sector organisations, small to medium sized businesses and individuals who want to make podcasts or create other digital audio content. Want to make some fundraising case studies? Want to show off your expertise in your field? 
Want some help creating your show and format or just some support learning to podcast and getting going? Whatever your podcast needs, get in touch with Western Studios Leads. Go to western-studios.com and use the contact page to drop me a message about either working hours or about your own podcast project.